Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. We are beginning tonight's shear in Simen Tov Kuf Yud Beis. We are in the middle of Sif Aleph. We left off on the top line on page Kuf Lamid, which is the page following 258. Let's just review what the Shulchan Aruch was telling us in the beginning of the Sif. The Mechaber told us on 258 in the beginning of Sif Aleph, Ein Levashlin Tzara Kusin B'Yom Tov, that you cannot cook for a guy on Yantif, Lefikach Osr Lahazmino. Therefore, it is also to invite a guy to your house on Yantif, Shema Yarbe Bishvilo. We worried you might add food for him, specifically as we saw last night, that you might add in a special pot food just for the guy. <coughs> then the Machaber said, Vidafko Lahazmino. It's dafka that it's also to invite him over, but the Shachnar continues on the top line of page Koflamid, Aval Avdo Vishivchaso, but your slave and your maidservant who are Goyim, Vichain Shaliach Shenishtalachlo, and so too if there's a Goy who is a Shaliach who was sent to you, Vichain Kusi Sheba Me'elov, or a guy that came on his own to you, he was not invited, Mutter Lahachilo Imo. You are allowed to feed these Goyim together with you. We are not worried that you might add food or specifically a special pot of food just for them. <clears throat> so again, like we discussed last night, the only Isser is that you're going to invite over a guy to your house that shows chashivas, that's what we have the concern. But if it's your slave or someone who just showed up, you didn't invite him, then we are less concerned. And the Machaber says, you're allowed to feed him with you and we're not worried. Shema Yarbe Bishvilo. The Ramah writes, Umutr laharbos bishvil avdo vishivchaso ba'osa kedera shemavasha bala'atzmo. The Ramah writes that you're allowed to add for your slave or your maidservant in the same pot that you're cooking for yourself. However, for other goyim that are not your slaves, even these other cases that the Mechaber is discussing, it would be usher to even add from the pot that you're cooking in for yourself. And we'll see exactly what the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah are arguing in when we see the Mishabura. <clears throat> the Ramah ends off and tells us, V'Yisrael ha'ofe betano shalkusi, a Jew who is baking in an oven that belongs to a guy, V'tzarech loses lo pas echad, as a reimbursement for using his oven, he has to give him one loaf of bread, lo yiyached lakusi echad kodem he should not designate the specific bread that he's giving to the guy before he bakes it. Da'az ofe shalkusi, because then we have a problem of him baking a bread for the guy. He should just bake the loaves. And then he should give one of the loaves over to the guy. That way, each loaf as he's baking it is potentially for the Jew himself. And then he chooses later which one he's going to give to the guy. So we're going to begin the Mishabura in the second line of page Kuflamid. We're in Sivkotan Tess. <clears throat> so the Bechaber gave us three examples of Goyim that you are allowed to have at your house and feed them food. And we're not worried, Shem Yabi Vishvilo. The three were Avdo Vishivchaso, that's category one. Two is a Shaliach Shinishtalachlo. And three is a Kusi Shabami Elov. So says the Mishabura, the Davko Kishem Mizamein Ha'akum Etzlo. It's specifically when you invite the guy to your house, 
the chafetz biyakaro, then you desire to honor him. Chayshina sheme yarbe b'shvilo. There we have the concern that you might add food for the goy. Levashel b'kedera levada. Specifically, as we've been saying, to add a special pot of food just for the goy. That's the concern. Masheen came ba'avdo v'shevchaso, which is not the case by your slave or your maidservant. The chayin kol elu shabo me'elav. All these other cases where they came on their own. Lo chayshina lazev. We do not have this concern. Sifkatan Yud Mishabura says Shabam Me'elav. This is the guy that came on his own. Afim Hu Adam Chashav. Even if the guy who popped up on the scene, he showed up at your house without invitation, but even though he's an Adam Chashav, Kevan Shalo Hizmino Lavo, since you did not invite him, it's going to be okay to give him food. But this is specifically if the guy comes after you already prepared your whole Suda. So you prepared your whole Suda, he was not invited, even though he's an Adam Chashev, you still are allowed to feed him food. <coughs> the Mishabura continues and says, There are those who argue that Akati im Adam Chashev. Lamaisa, if he is an Adam Chashev that just shows up, and he's fitting for honor, we're still worried that you might add food or make a special pot for him. If you want to be able to give this guy who showed up on the scene and he's an Adam Chashev that's Roi for covered, if you want to give him food according to the second opinion, you would have to say to him before you feed him, If it's enough for you to eat the food that we prepared for ourselves, so you can come and join us. <clears throat> but if you think you get anything special, you're not getting anything additional. So if you spoke that out, so then we're not concerned you're going to make a special pot for him because you already spoke out. If you want to eat with us, this is all we got. Then we don't have a concern according to this second shita. The Ataz Machriya Lahalacha, the Taz decided Lahalacha as Achra between these two sides. And it depends on the exact scenario of how the guy is actually eating with you. The Imba Me'elav, if the guy came on his own, and the Jew is giving him to eat. Without any invitation, without any convincing of eating, he's not begging him to eat there, he's just giving him food, then it's mutter. Then you're allowed to give him food, you don't have to say anything, you could just give him food. In that case, when the guy just showed up, you did no inviting, no convincing to eat, you just served him food, there we're not worried that you might be marbe for him. But if the guy just showed up on the scene and you say, oh, oh, come eat with us, please, please, it will be our honor, and you convince him to stay, even though he came initially on his own accord, since it's very dear to you that he should eat by you, then we worry that you might make another pot of food special for him. What's the difference if you send some kind of shaliyah to invite him to your house? Or you invited him after he showed up and you're convincing him to stay and to eat with you. It's the same idea. That's called inviting. And therefore the Taz is Machriya. If you did any kind of inviting, initially inviting, a convincing once he showed up on his own, in all those cases it will be us or even saying those words that the other one Shita told us would not even help you cannot feed him but if he came without invitation and he's eating without any convincing he's just serving him food then it would be fine for him to eat the food together with you <coughs> 
The Mishabura then goes on to explain the Ramah, as opposed to the Shulchan Aruch, where the Shulchan Aruch put together the three cases as one, the Ramah separates them. The Ramah again said, It's mutter to be marbe bishvil avdo v'shivchaso. You can actually add food to your pots that you're cooking for yourself. You can add food for the, for the Evid and the Shivcha. But for the other Goyim, it's also no matter what. So here we have the chilek between an Evid and a regular guy. What's the chilek? <coughs> so says the Mishabunan Sekotan Yul Aluf, Hinea Machaber Kolal din Avdu Vishivchasu Aknanim, Vaakum Shubam Eilov Bachadam Achata. The Shulchan Aruch joined together the case of the Evid and the Shivcha with the guy that came on its own and gave it the exact same din. And the Ramah comes to explain In fact, there is a separation in din between them. When it comes to your slave or your maidservant, Even if you add food specifically for them to your pots, it is mutter. Since it's one tircha, you put the food in the pot and you put in a little more for the guy, that's mutter. We're not worried when it comes to your slave or your maidservant that if you give him some extra food from your pot, you're going to start making a whole new pot for him. After all, he is your slave, she is your maidservant, so we're not worried that all of a sudden you're going to start cooking special food for them. Usually the Evid cooks for the master, we hope the master is not cooking for the Evid. To add a little more food to your pot, so give him some food, that you would do. To to make a whole new dish special for the Evid, that we're not worried about. But even when you're adding the food to your pot for the Evid and the Shivcha, you shouldn't speak out that you're adding it for them. But a person who's not your slave or your maidservant, a guy who just shows up on his own, he's someone that you have respect for. So then, specifically when you give him that which you prepared only for yourself, it's permissible. You didn't add anything, you just gave him your own food, then it's okay. But according to the Ramah, to add food to your pot for him, even in one pot, that's usr. Because then, since he's a person you want to honor, if you're already adding food to your pot special for him, you may add a special pot and make food special for him. So therefore, the Mishabu is explaining the Ramah that we're more lenient by your Evid and your Shifcha because we're not concerned that you're going to come cooking special dishes for an Evid and a Shifcha. Ma'ashe'enkin, a regular guy who you want to honor, <coughs> there we are concerned if you're going to add food to your pot of your food for him, you may come to make a special dish for him. It's someone that you want to honor. Sifkatun Yud Beis. The Mishabu is going on the Ramah. <coughs> the Ramah said, that when the Evid and the Shifcha come, you are allowed to add Ba'usa Kederish and Mavashal Balatzma. You can add food to the pot that you're cooking for yourself, you could add some food for them. It's Dafka if you put their food in, the same time you're putting your food in, it's only one Tircha. But once your food is already in the pot and it's, it's cooking, it's on the flame, and now you're going to add more food, more meat for the guy, that's already not allowed. Very important point, says the Mishabura, unless of course you have other food that you can give to the guy. Since you have other options of what you can give to the guy, if you're adding meat to the pot for the guy, as long as you have some cake 
and some chala that's baked that you could just hand to the guy, and then you'll eat the meat. So it's a possibility that when you're adding the meat, it's really all going to be eaten by a Jew. And then you would be allowed to give them from this added meat that you put into the pot. So normally you're not going to put in special meat for them, but if you have other food to give, then if you give the special meat to them, that would be okay, because a special meat is not really for them, it's really for you, and then you could give it to them if you choose. When it comes to bread, the achronim come out l'maskana. Similar idea. The kevon sheyesh al kol kikar v'kir kikar tircha b'fnei atzmo. Since each loaf is its own burden in making it, al kain ein lahatir. Therefore, we can't be matir afilu ofe betaner echad. Even if you can have all the bread baking in one oven, but since each bread is its own tircha, it's not going to help you to put in a bread for the guy. Ela im kain yuchal ofaisa medvar b'acherim. Again, unless you're able to appease the guy with other foods. Then it comes out. You can give him the cake, and then it comes out that all the bread that you're putting in is really for the Yisraelim. And if that's the case, you have other foods to give him. And then you add on bread for him, so then you're actually allowed to give him that bread, because we view that bread as if it was made for the Jew. Then you could give it to the guy if you want, like you could always do. If the guy shows up, you're allowed to give him some of your food. Then it's considered your food. And based on what we learned earlier, This whole heter of having the extra bread in there is only mutter in the olden day ovens. And that's because the more bread that's in there, the better the initial bread is baking. But our ovens, when that's not the case, our ovens are bigger, it doesn't cook better by having more bread in it. Then even Yisrael, to bake for himself more than he needs, is not allowed. So even if you have other food to give the guy, and you're going to add challah that it could be for you, but if you wouldn't need it, you're not allowed to put it in, in our ovens, because it doesn't enhance the initial bread that's in there in our ovens. However, However, in a time of need, one can be lenient also by our ovens. And the Sharetzion points out in Os Chav Hei, this is the Al Yerabah B'Sofa Simen, the time of the reason why, in a time of need, you can add the bread for the guy, which really could be used for the Jew if you give the guy other things in our ovens, is the B'Sha'as Adchak Yish Lismoch Adas Rashal. B'Sha'as Adchak, you can rely on the Sheet of the Mashal, Hamuva b'magen Avram, which is brought down in magen Avram, and Simon Tovkov Zayim, the Ein Lachalay ben Tanurim Shalohem Lishalanu. He holds that we're not mechal between olden day ovens and present day ovens. And in O14, he reminds us why our ovens could be similar to the olden day ovens. The olden day ovens were smaller. The more bread that's in it, the better they all bake. So adding more bread makes the original bread that's there bake better. And our ovens also. Says the Marshal of Tama Dover, note 14, we wrote earlier, even our ovens, if the oven is not full, if you remember we said, in our ovens which are bigger, if the oven's not full, then the heat of the oven does not spread out properly, or equally around the oven. Rather, grabs on all the heat, penetrates into the bread that is there. And that's going to burn it. And therefore, the Marshal says that our ovens also, even though in the olden day ovens, the more bread you put in, the better it bakes. In our ovens, the less it burns, the more you put in. But we pointed out that our ovens, Lamaisa, right now, 
It's not the case. You could put one uh, cake in the oven. It's, all the heat is not penetrating on that cake. It still spreads out equally. So this would, wouldn't be Nogea to our ovens nowadays, but in the Chavetz Chaim's days, so uh, the Marshal's days, so then possibly you could say that our ovens were like the olden days ovens in the time of the Gemara because there is a benefit to the initial bread by adding more bread there. Continues the Mechaber and Sebez. B'nei ha'chayel shel kusim. There are Gaiisha soldiers, Shenosnu Kemach Shalahemli Yisrael, that they gave over their flour to a Jew, Lefosh Pas, and they asked the Jew to bake them bread with their flour. On Yaktif. So the halacha is, If they would not mind if a Jew makes a little roll and gives it to his baby, to his child, If they're okay with you giving a little loaf of bread to your child, then you could bake all the flour into bread for them on Yontif. Says the Mishabura, as long as they would be okay, theoretically, if you would want to give a loaf of the bread to your child, some say, no, it's not a theoretical thing. You have to actually give a loaf of bread to the Tinok. It's not enough that they would be okay with it. It has to be that you're actually baking one of the loaves for the Jewish child. Then it's mutter lefos of cotton yudalid. Shareim lo yefe kolapas. If you're not going to bake all the bread, lo yucha litein latinok af pas echod. Then you can't give the child the one loaf. The whole deal, the whole understanding is that if you bake all the bread for them, so then they're going to allow you to take uh, a loaf for your child. But achronim uh, sorry shareim lo yef I call a pastel you can listen to God pass echad if you don't bake all of it it's all or nothing they're not going to let you take that one loaf imkain nechsheves call afia b'shvil pazeh shenos and latino therefore it's considered that all the bread that you're baking in the oven is really all so you can get that one loaf to the Jewish child and therefore. <coughs> The one loaf to the child allows you to bake everything for the guy because you can't get to that one loaf without baking it all for the guy. So it's really all considered for the child. The Since it wasn't decided before which bread you're going to give to the child, we're able to say, I'll call echad ve'echad on each and every loaf that you're putting in. This is the one you're putting in for the child. And that's how the Chavetz Chaim explains that if they would allow you, or you're actually going to give one loaf to the child, you're allowed to bake all the bread for the goyim, because understanding is, if you bake them all the flour into bread for them, you can take one loaf and give it to the child. You don't know which loaf is for the child, so every loaf that you're baking is potentially for the Yisrael, and therefore it's all allowed to be baked on Yantav. It doesn't have to be that the Gaiisha soldiers gave the Jew the flour to bake the bread for them. It could also be that the Jew himself is giving flour as a tax. There's a law that he has to give them flour. But the Jew is not allowed to bake from that flour one loaf for the child. Unless he bakes all the breads for the Goyim, so it's the same exact case. Just instead of the Goyim giving the flour to the Jew, it's the Jew giving the flour to the Goyim. And he's also going to take from the flour that he's giving to give a loaf to a child. So then the same idea, same aloha, mutter lefos lam biyontov pas echa You could bake all the flour into bread for the Goyim. 
through giving one loaf to the Tinoch, again the same idea, you don't designate before which loaf is going to the Tinoch, and therefore they're all mutter, because they're all potentially that loaf. Sivkaton Tesvav, we said at the end of the Machaber, then by giving one to the child, or the the Machaber, the potential of giving one to the child, it's mutter left oslehem, you can bake for the Goyim. Ayin betash shekosov de'ein lismoch al kula zo, then the sinas pas achas elob de kegon Says the Taz, you should not rely on this leniency that you're giving one loaf to the katan, and they're giving the rest to the goyim, unless it's like this case with the soldiers at Shasat Chak, you don't have any choice, you must do it, then you can rely on that, but Lachachila, it is not that the best way to go. And Mitz Hashem tomorrow will complete Simon Tov Kuf Yud Beis and we'll begin Simon Tov Kuf Yud Gimel. You have been listening to a shear from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any dafin shas, including Myron McClaimus on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS, that's 203-312-7427, or email info at shasilluminated.org.